0: What up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors, they lost game one to the Sacramento Kings, 126-123 in Sacramento. And I got to say, it burns. (laughs) It burns because it really felt like this was a game that the Warriors should have had. But, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. That being said, though, you know, in these kinds of seven game series, when you're the the road team, you just need one out of the first two. And, you know, a couple of days ago, if you told me that the Warriors would lose the first one, I'd be like, OK, that's fine. You know, so I don't want to get too, you know, worked up over one game. But hey, the Kings, they showed me something in this one. We knew they were good, but I, I got to say, I'm really, really impressed by De'Aaron Fox. I remember watching the guy at Kentucky uh, when it was him and Malik Monk, but I really, really didn't think after his first couple years in the league that he would be. I thought he'd be more of like a just a stats kind of guy, you know, a guy who didn't really win games, and he would just, you know, put up big numbers. And he was kind of like that up until this season so credit to him Mike Brown his teammates and uh, all that stuff so you know he and Malik Monk pretty much saved the Kings in this one but you know going back to the Warriors I will say that being a little uncertain as we had been <laughs> throughout the season about which team would show up I was really pleasantly surprised in the first half The Warriors, they came out focused with uh, the effort, the energy. Uh, They were hitting shots. Clay looked amazing in the first. And it looked like they came to play, right? It was all about more or less withstanding that initial Sacramento Kings adrenaline-filled push. The Warriors hung tough. They had the lead. You know, it was one of those games where yeah you know, I was like oh, okay this feels like the like the kind of game the Warriors usually win but again usually is a word that kind of went out the door this past season so things were rolling and into the third quarter the Warriors they built up a 10 12 point lead and to be honest I was like okay this is it this is when they push it up to 15 17 and the Kings fold, but clearly that did not happen. Steph went to the bench and at the end of the third, uh, the Warriors lost a lot of their lead and gave the Kings a lot of momentum. And then the Kings moved ahead early in the fourth and it just went back and forth from there. And at the end of the day, they did not, the Warriors did not hit enough shots. It's interesting to me because at halftime, the Warriors from three were shooting not great thirty-two percent, but the Kings were only shooting twenty-four percent. But then by the end of the game, the Warriors they shot thirty-two percent, and then the Kings bumped up to thirty-seven and a half percent. So they just got hot, you know, they hit a bunch of shots. Those two guards, they are quick. and they can they can score like crazy, just like they did at Kentucky. What impressed me about Fox is his shot from the outside, his three, and then also that kind of fadeaway step back that he has in the lane. That thing is tough. He is tough. So it's up to Steve Kerr. It's up to the coaching staff to figure out, make those adjustments, because that's what a seven-game series is about, is making adjustments. So whether it's putting... Someone with more length, whether it's Wiggins putting him on Fox or you know, Kaminga in greater stretches. You know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we talked a lot about the Warriors perimeter defenders and how they have several of them, but again, Monk and Fox just kept taking them uh off the dribble and doing things. On that note though, I mean, the Warriors, they, (laughs) here's the thing, right? Like if you're Mike Brown and you're down by 10 or 12, it's like everyone knows, they should know. If I was a coach, I would say to my team, yo, the Warriors give up double digit leads all the time and we can make them do it again. And it happened. It happened, right? The Warriors- Again, a little live and die by the three. They shot fifty threes, 16 for 50. And they shot 19 threes in the fourth quarter alone. And I think they were like six of 19 or something like that. You know, when you are jacking up that many shots and missing a bunch, those are long rebounds. Those are missed opportunities. You add in the fact that the Warriors were in the bonus in the fourth quarter, which you know, as you know, doesn't happen that often that the Warriors are in the bonus that early in any quarter ahead of their opponent. So when you have that, it's like, hey, attack the basket, get to the free throw line. Those are easy points. Plus, you know, someone like Malik Monk, he was in foul trouble for a lot of the game. So you could have gotten him out of the game. And I think those are the things where they left the door open that allowed the Kings to have some life. That combined with the fact that the Kings were hitting a bunch of shots. So that attention to detail, kind of situational awareness is something that disappointed me, surprised me, you know, because they'd started off so well. Sometimes, though, you hit some shots, you fall in love with the three, and that becomes your undoing to some extent. At the end of the game, uh, Andrew Wiggins, he'd he'd played well in the first half, put up some shots and made some shots, six for eight or something like that. And then the second half, I mean, at the end of the day, he was one for eight from three. And the last Warriors like full possession was uh, Clay driving into the lane, kicking it out, to Andrew Wiggins, who took the corner three and he missed. In the post game interview, he said it felt good, and you know that's usually a great shot. But the thing is, again, he was one for eight in the game, one for seven up until that point. And me personally, again, because the Warriors were in the bonus, Clay looked like he had a uh, a floater, a push shot, or could have gotten a layup, or fouled, or could have kicked it out to Steph. Uh, but you know, kicking out to Wiggins, normally, I'm good to go with that, but he wasn't shooting it well. He was making shots early, but his legs weren't there, and he missed. So that is kind of a bummer. They're only down by one, so if Clay goes in and hits a two, they're up. Changes the kind of dynamic of the next possession, a little bit of a butterfly effect. And then the final, final chance they had was – with two point nine seconds, Steph gets the ball top of the arc and does like a a one footed floater and uh, missed it. And you go home. You know that's that's that. So it's tough to lose in that way. But I feel I feel fine. You know I feel fine about this team. I hope that uh, they can figure out some ways to slow those Kings guards. Down, but you know, at the end of the day, you just need to get one out of these two. I mean, in the next one, you don't expect De'Aaron Fox to go off uh, like that again, exactly. You don't expect Malik Monk either to go 14 and 14 from the line, but then you know, you expect maybe Sabonis will have a much better game. So uh, it will be interesting to see how both of these teams adjust. Uh, again, props to the Kings and to Mike Brown for, for getting this one. But uh, the most important thing to me, you know, you know, know, besides the fact that uh, the Warriors didn't get the win, was that for the most part, they looked locked in and that's what you want to see. So there's a pretty solid performance on the road and you want to see them just close it out in the next one. But hey, let's be honest, this gives the Kings a ton of confidence. I'm sure that they're already pretty confident. But if there were any questions about them folding under the bright lights, the pressure, whatnot, uh, those have been answered. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens when they have to hit the road. But uh, the Kings, they they are legit. They are 100 percent legit. And I don't think at least most people who are <laughs> reasonable uh amongst Warriors fans I don't think anybody denied that uh but we wanted to see what the Kings had and and this was uh this was an impressive performance so it's going to be an entertaining series and I'm still you know I said Warriors in 6 but uh that's why you play the games so we'll go on from there All right, well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated, and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Mardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.